Are you about to spit? Oh, nah, nah, nah. The man that can spit <laughs> is on, 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 on us right now. But what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Real But Objective Podcast. Oh, man, it's been a, a long week. Had to take some time off, you know. High Coming school, back at him. High school playoffs ending. I didn't, I didn't like the ending, but it's over. It's over. It's over. We lost one game before. If we would have won on Tuesday, we would have hosted on oh. Thursday to go to state. And the team we lost to was not better than us. We were up six at half, up two going into the fourth quarter, and we lose by 11. Damn. Could be worse. It could be Barto. Honestly, I'd rather lose what Barto lost. Yeah. Because at that point, it's first round of regional. You yeah. lost first round of regional. You didn't go far. Yeah. <laughs> they they didn't have a shot. They lost to Kathleen, which Kathleen had to play lights out and they almost beat Lakeland. Yeah. But I'd rather lose what Barto lost than lose what we lost. It's been a little minute since we we've been up here when I when I texted you what we were gonna talk about and you put a Super yeah. Bowl recap. It's like, damn, we ain't talked since the Super Bowl. We have not talked since before the Super Bowl, man. Damn. I feel like we was up here since then. But, yeah, man. Oh, it's been a while. And we got a guest on the line. Who we got? We got the one, the great, Carolina Sin. What up, boy? Yo, yo, what's good, my guys? How y'all been, man? Good, man. Y'all don't understand, man. Behind the scenes, a lot been going on. I'm happy to hear my dog's voice. Yeah, you man. Know what I'm, saying? I'm happy yeah, to hear. Yeah, man, you. I'm on. I'm on injury reserve right now. So. But I was like, man, I give him a few minutes tonight. I give him a few minutes tonight. Yeah, that's what I like. I like, I'm, we missed you, bro. We we hope to have you back in the studio here real soon, man. Oh, sure. I appreciate it. I went to the doctor today and heading in the right direction. Still got a few things. Came back low on some test results. But it, but overall, it was a good, positive positive. uh appointment so good stuff just yeah. resting and healing up man that's all that matters man that's all that matters but let's go ahead let's jump into it i mean your boy getting into your boy matthew stafford delivered he did he's a super bowl champion he's a super bowl I gotta champion say it, I said i would never say it i said i would never super bowl champion matthew stafford <laughs> and he did it the year that the georgia bulldogs won the national championship yeah yeah he's like y'all ain't gonna do it without me yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so congrats to them, both mm. Matthew Stafford and the Georgia Bulldogs. I, I eat crow right now. I think that's a saying. I hated it. I mean, I I wanted the Bengals to win so bad, especially. But, but let's not get our, twisted. Who was our quarter who was our quarterback when Tampa Bay won? In two thousand two. Brad Johnson. Not not with Tom Brady. Brad Johnson. Huh? Yeah, Brad, yeah, let's not get that's Matthew what I was about Stafford. to say. He didn't win Matthew it. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford came through with a Brad Johnson performance. <laughs> he did. He did. Oh, he, he, didn't he, win threw, he, he threw two, tried to throw three interceptions. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He so, had a horrible game. Yeah. He, yeah. So that defense showed why, and you've heard him talk about it, the owner or GM or whoever gave up all them draft picks to go get. Yeah. Uh, What's his name from Denver? Von Miller off the end. And well, uh, I don't think the whole defense had a good game because Jalen Ramsey got burnt like toast. He did. And then on the last play, 
the last play. Of he Georgia. did also. He did also get a face mask on that touchdown, though. He did, but he deserved that because he do stuff like that to people all the time that don't get called. So karma just caught up. <laughs> so, right. So that's just that's just karma. But what what pains me the most is he got burnt again on the last play of the game. If Joe Burrow had yeah. one more second, we get to see a walk off touchdown to Jamar Chase. Man. Yeah, that kid is I mean, that, special. That's the person who should have won MVP, Aaron Donald, but they vote for it with three minutes left in the or two minutes left in the game. Um, Aaron Donald got robbed of the MVP because of that, but he's just a monster, man. He's just a beast. Now, is he the best defensive player of all time? Because I know they've been seeing those debates. I personally don't think so. I nah. think I think Lawrence Taylor. I think Lawrence yeah, I still Taylor, think is the, Lawrence Taylor and Reggie White are above him. Yeah, I I don't want, I didn't want to be biased. I didn't want to be biased and say Reggie White because he played for the Pack. So I said Lawrence Taylor. Now, you can have that one. You can have that one. But there's a presence they bring. And, I mean, Aaron Donald is intimidating, but I don't feel like people are scared of him. You know what I'm – does that nah. make sense? Like, I, nah, I, mean, I know they got to – Rookies be standing up to him. Them offensive linemen grab his right. face man's back and push him and yeah, all that. Yeah, I mean, I know that they game plan for him, that's for sure. Yeah. But people were terrified of Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I kind of put – So I would say Warren Sapp. Over to Aaron Donald? And Warren Sapp's prime, yeah, like – that's a fair argument. Well, I don't put Warren Sapp in there because Aaron Donald's been more consistent. He's He's been, you know, since rookie of the year, he's won like, what is he now, uh, four defensive players of the year or something like that. And yeah, that's Eight all-pros. Like, he's been more I definitely think he's in the top. He broke into the top five. I don't, I don't know that he overtook, in my opinion, personally, Reggie and Lawrence, though. So. Yeah, and then you got prime time, and then you got it's a lot of Ed Reed, yeah, and I think, well, Ray Lewis, yeah. Ray Lewis. Yeah. It's a lot of guys out there, man. Right? Yeah, I, we can we can keep going on the you, you know. What I'm saying? But anyway, but uh, <laughs> oh, I think they go. sleep. They sleep on Dion as a deep. They don't consider like it's like they just overlook Dion because he was just you know a D back. You know he what made, I mean? Like and he he made and that he position cool. He made it cool. Right. Like, no one wanted to play corner until he started playing I think it, the difference is when you're talking about the best player of all time on defense, if Deion Sanders was a player that would come up and, and lay somebody out like Ed Reed, it had been like Deion Sanders. If he had added that into his – yeah. he had added into his repertoire, they would have – because at one point they were talking about like Troy Palomalo like that, John yeah. Lynch, because they, they would lay the it wood was, on folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what's holding Dion back from I think if Dion Sanders was Ed Reed mentality, it would have been it no would have been a wrap. It'd have been no case. This, yeah. this is why I tell people Dion's my number one. Because I'm like Dion was hands down the best at his position. There's not anybody that really debates differently than that, right? Right. Everybody else you questioning whether or not it's this person or that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's there's no debate if Dion was the best defensive back of all time. So oh, that's yeah. a fact. No, that, nobody. I think that carries weight. Dion's so good that you'll have a hard time coming up with five. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I mean, there's. I really draw a blank. A lot of people like the. <laughs> a lot of people like to say Darrell Reeves, but he didn't play long enough for me. Yeah. Richard no, Sherman. You know what? Richard Sherman still on one side of the field. Well, they had. They had two or three good years. Dion had like it, his whole career. They didn't throw at him. Yeah, you know they like 
period. Yeah, I put it. Rest, I mean, I said that being honest, like it, a lot of people, you won't you won't be able to name five. Are we counting Charles Woodson because he played both safety yeah, and you corner? Can, you can name, you can add him, but it would be hard for most people to name five people without because, like, one of the names that comes well, to my mind is Jason Seahorn, but he didn't do it long enough. Yeah, you know what right. I mean. Like, it's just a lot of Dion is just over the that, top. And listen, guy. I, I love Woodson and Ed Reed, but they were playing safety. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yes, it's a lot. There's a difference. You know, there's a reason why D-backs, once they lose a step or two, go to safety. It don't mean that you still don't have your ball hawking ability or whatever if you are a safety, but there is a difference between lining up at the line of scrimmage with the man standing right there a foot in front of you versus you back in your uh, your zone position already. Right. That's facts, unless you got to guard Gronk or – Kyle Pitts. Well, yeah, I mean, they all slid over. They all slid over and got on a and picked up a man here. You know, depending on the scheme, right. but that ain't that wasn't their default though. See, no, I, no. I lined up with you. We got five yards to get it, and then I got to go with you the rest of the way. You know what I mean? So you see these, you see the these hybrids now, like these these safeties that's getting older and these corners that's getting older. They going to linebacker now. It's not. They not going to safety. They going to linebacker. Yeah, we we passed the age of having what what they used to call them like big old hob mollies, like that Dallas offensive line. So when you had a three hundred and eighty pound offensive lineman, you couldn't put a. And that's another thing about like what I talk about with Aaron Donald. Why? And I love Aaron Donald, but you can't have you got to have big beefy dudes going against the big beefy dudes. But Lawrence Taylor was doing that against them big beefy dudes. Now we right. have. You know, like you said, everybody except for maybe the right tackle is a is a is like a Simeon Rice type size. Like they're they're big, but they're fast too. You know what I mean? Right. And so they're thin. They don't. They ain't the big boys like they used to be. Bro, I know. Did you see Aaron Donald? No homo. Take off his shirt and like he got yeah. no body fat, bro. He just shredded all the way. He'll like, like he'll be completely shredded. Like. I think right. they say he got like two percent body fat or something. I think like, like Javon Curse was the first. I'm gonna tell you, so that goes against him in my opinion, though, because Lawrence Taylor didn't look like that. Nah. Now Lawrence Taylor would would get coked out before he came. <laughs> <laughs> that part. But he wasn't that big, and he was throwing him around. You know what I mean? Reggie White was big, but he ain't, he won't all cut up like that either. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a different time too. Different athletes, man. These, These hybrid players, like you're saying. They built different now. Like, the game was more physical back then, but that's because they had to. You know right. what I'm saying? They had to be physical to make the name for themselves. These guys, they can be finesse and physical. Like, it's just the game right. is just evolving. They but does it. that, but like I said, does that, is that a, in for when we're gauging this, is that a pro or a con? Because we figure, I think what I saw some of the average lineman size is down about forty to fifty pounds from when Lawrence Taylor and Reggie White played. I think it so, even I think it evens out for the simple fact that the offensive linemen are more athletic. You know what I'm saying? Like they big they were bigger back then, but they're they're also still big, but they're athletic. Like they can run at you. So my question would be, imagine what Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor would do to these smaller dudes today. I th- no, I don't know that that's true because the games the game has changed so much with they the might quick get passing the game. Field. Yeah, that they wouldn't have been as effective because they wouldn't. Back then, a quarterback used to go into a five step, seven step drop. Hold on, though. Hold on to here's the second part of that though. Run. We're a pass heavy league now. 
back then. But it's a lot quicker though. He was running the ball all the time. Right, yeah, but the passing is a lot quicker now. Quarterbacks right, are better. I, I mean, yeah, quarterbacks I are better. I still think I still think Lawrence Taylor was faster than most of the dudes that are playing today. Oh, you know absolutely. what I mean? I'm not say, like, so Lawrence Taylor. So you put top three. You, you put Lawrence Taylor in today's league where it's eighty twenty passing instead of fifty fifty like it was back when he was playing with smaller dudes. Mm-hmm. Lauren Taylor has 30 sacks in a season. I'm gonna tell you, he smashes that 22 record. He has 30 sacks in a season if you play if he plays today. He also probably has five ejections and a lot of fines, <laughs> so <laughs> he he might not be available to play. That's true. That's true. So, too. You know what I'm saying? Like the rules change. He can't just slobber knock or somebody anymore. Look, and he gonna get 30 in less games. He gonna have that. He gonna break the record in less games when you count in the ejections. Yeah, you might be right about that. And he's got an extra game to do it now. Yeah, Ooh. that's so that's so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah, I don't like it because so I, stupid. you know, the only reason I don't like it is because I I'm like that too. As far as it's just gonna water down all the records now. You know what I mean? Not only that, if the, if that game don't exist, the Forty ers don't get in and the Packers don't lose. No, here we go. <laughs> It was going to come out to Green Bay somehow, some way. <laughs> well, let's transition into that. And I'm sick of Aaron Rodgers. I'm just going to say that right now. He's such a this little is a turn. This is a key show for you because I feel like there's a couple. There's another team you sit on, too. But, I mean, this, this is a turning moment we gonna get for to We're going to get to them sorry-ass Lakers in a minute. But right <laughs> now, I'm goddamn it, I am tired of Aaron Rodgers being a little baby, bro. All this behind the scenes crap, all these subliminal messages, all this, you know, like he wants attention. He what? He wants attention, man. I know. So he, fill fill me and the listeners in that don't know exactly what he's been crying about. So essentially, he's he was upset with the front office last year, yeah, about him not having say so and this stuff like that. So he comes back. We give him everything we want. We go and get a washed up Randall Cobb to make him happy. Like we just knew it. We knew this was gonna happen. Randall Cobb wasn't gonna play. He for six. was pretty good this year, though. <laughs> but he missed six games. Yeah, yeah. We knew that was gonna he happen. Old. He exactly, but he was getting hurt in his prime. Yeah. So what makes you think he's not gonna get hurt when he come back? So we we do everything. We kiss his butt. We kiss his feet. You know, we rub his ankles and <laughs> and rub his back. He comes back. Right, we give him everything he wanted. We get we we restructure everybody. We get him a defense. We we bring him an all pro linebacker and we bring him an all pro corner in. You sound so hurt right now. And and you know what I'm saying. And then this man sells the game. Like we stuffed the 49ers on the fourth and one. He got the ball back, and he didn't go get points. Okay, so so move move past. The NFL season, post right. season, post season, what's he done? Post season, right? He's still technically under contract, mm-hmm. but he's um, trying, he might. Re- he's he's trying to make the Packers be a puppet. You know what I'm saying? Like he now, since he won his back to back MVP, now he wants to be the highest paid player, highest paid quarterback by a landslide. So the Packers are cut. So the he yeah, he should. But I understand that. But Tom don't Brady don't would never. Yeah, exactly. But don't cry, don't cry later when we can't sign key free agents and wide receivers to come there. Maybe like, he's over that. Maybe he maybe he's to the point where you know what I'm gonna stay in Green Bay, but y'all gonna pay me. That's fine, but say that. They're not gonna 
through it though. They're not going. I don't know. Just say it. Say what you want. Say if. Tell us right now if you want to leave. We're tired of waiting. Uh, He's to, treating them like, like Brett Favre did. You know what I mean? It is, but it's like Brett Favre 2.0. It's so annoying. At the same time, man, he's being a huge baby, and literally he knows that we can't move forward until we get him out of the way or or done. A deal done or him out or traded. That's, that's, that's what's irking my soul, and he's just dragging his feet and dragging his feet and dragging his feet. So – so essentially, he's doing all this. He made this long, long Instagram post about how he's appreciative of all these people. Made it seem like, like he was, like a like he, yeah, like it was a goodbye. Then he goes on the Pat McAfee podcast show and he says it wasn't a goodbye. He just was legitimately appreciative of those people, and he just wanted to make sure he they knew that he appreciated them. And he was like, "I'm not giving anything away. No, that's not me saying goodbye. I really just don't know what I want to do. You know, soaking it up." Taking more in. So then, now, it's reports being said, which are true, have, were confirmed today, because all the GMs are at this combine. So you know if any trade rumors come out, all these journalists and analysts are out there ready to report on it. So now all the journalists are like, they're behind the scenes talking about Aaron Rodgers becoming the highest paid quarterback of all time, which I get. But then he goes and says, that's not true. But then his... his uh, <laughs> His um, agent left the receipts. You know what I'm saying? Like that, his agent kind of told on himself. Like the agent got reported. He he was be, he was being reported by Adam Schefter. And he basically said that they are. So Aaron Rodgers said they're not, but the agent said that they are. So he's just playing a, a, this this stupid game, and it's just so annoying. And then I'm at this point, whatever Denver's ready to offer me, I'm ready to give it to him because I'm sick of him. Goodbye. I rather I rather lose twelve games a year. Did not have to deal with you because in four years you'll be out of the league anyways. <laughs> so I'm, I'm at that point, guys. Like, let's move on. If you want to move on, let's get your ass out of here. If you're gonna stay, stop bitching. Sign the contract so we can sign Tate and move on. I thought he was. I thought he was a free agent. Man. No, he he's still on the contract. He just put void years that he can he can <clears throat> essentially pick where he, he wants can to get opt traded out now. Uh, right. Right. Gotcha. Either way, we we get something in return for him. So it's kind of like the yeah. situation that the Bucks are in with Brady. Which, Essentially, but Brady, I mean Brady can do what he wants because he's Brady. But he's under contract yeah. with the Bucks and the Bucks because I he's I not all, though Brady's not under contract. He only signed a two yeah, year yeah. deal. He, no, he's on he's no. under contract. Oh, he, he resigned. Play, yeah, he, he can't play for nobody else without the Bucks' permission. Oh yeah, right. And Bruce but Arians they love him pretty, so much. They're going to let him do whatever no, he wants. No, I read an article today. Bruce Arians not letting that happen. That's why there's some talk I know. about him going into, into journalism. Uh, I thought the ownership was talking nothing but love for him. So. But Bruce Arians ain't. Uh, Bruce Arians. <laughs> Bruce Arians going to tell yeah, the truth on his way out the door because next year his last year. The owners, <laughs> the owners do what they want to do, though. Yeah, the Glaciers, man. But you can't. You still got to be good businessmen at the end of the day. And if you got the man on the contract, you're going to have to get something for him. Something, even if it's just a second round it pick. May, it may, if, look, if Tom Brady wants to go to play in San Francisco, then so be it. Let that's, that man go play in San Francisco. He brought scary. us a championship. That's scary. Yeah. But I yeah, mean, I don't care. I have no problem. I don't have any problem with them just letting him out of his contract to go do it. No, nah, like, nah, that's, that's no, scary. That's something though. for him. 
His him, he brought us with the Super Bowl. He brought we us had, the Super Bowl. It was, I need it was zero chance we were gonna win that Super Bowl if he didn't pick Tampa Bay. Come on, Sam. We need a pick, man. We need something. Kyle Trask I mean, get us offensive line. Compensatory third rounder or something, but but we weren't. I mean, we owe him at this point. You I know mean, what I mean? We like, really do. Let, let, let me ask Santa, uh, Buck's question real quick. All right. I've read an article that uh, Bruce Arians was big on Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> but then I read an article today that Bruce Arians said Kyle Trask has a great a great shot at starting next season. So my question to you, Sin, as, as a, you just said you was okay with Tom Brady walking. If, right. if you let Tom Brady walk, does it make any sense in your mind to start Blaine Gabbert over Kyle Trask? No. I mean, I feel like that the next year or two is going to be trash anyway. Yeah. So I, like, I don't let the kid play. Yeah, I don't have a problem with him oh, play. Okay. I like that. Exactly. I mean, let, let him, him let him get in there and take his lickings. Yeah. I mean, you might. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in unless you've got like a. Aaron Rodgers or Ben Roethlisberger type or Brady on the way, you know, they got one or two years left. And then the, the, the rookie can kind of learn under somebody that has a good tutelage. Short of that, man, throw them rookies in game one. Let's get, get, them, get them going. Exactly. What we, what we holding them back for? There's no reason to hold them back. You can't protect them right. forever. You, especially so, when you draft them in the first round. You're paying them first round money, they need to play first game of the season. Correct. Which was why I don't understand the 49ers. You draft Trey Lance, and then you, you don't trade Jimmy Garoppolo last year. And then you're not trading them. You're thinking about not trading them again and starting them again. So that's I like him. I'm not on the I'm not on the hating Jimmy G bandwagon anymore. Like he done he took her to a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And then he took him to the NFC championship game, like we sleeping on Jimmy Z and then his win percentage, even though he got Stafford interception tendencies, his win percentage is high with them. It is. And it was high with the Patriots as well before he left. Yeah. That I yeah, because I can see him in Tampa. I can see Tampa trying to pull the trigger. I can see I was there. I thought about that. I was like, I'd be okay with that. No, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with Jameis Winston either. <laughs> I heard that talking about that, man. I definitely don't want him to come back. Like I got somebody downstairs at the door, so I'm going to go unlock that while y'all talking little Lakers. Okay, okay. So this is the part of the podcast I didn't want to get into because I'm about to say some things that people going to be like, oh, you call yourself a LeBron fan? Yeah, I got to put this on the calendar, folks. Yeah, y'all, check this out. The Los Angeles Lakers put themselves in this situation. LeBron James. No. Put okay. Go ahead. LeBron James put okay. himself in this situation as well. That's more accurate. That's more accurate. Yes. Because. And you know what? But it's not. I don't even think it's Westbrook's fault anymore. It's not. You've seen them play without him, and and they still getting busted up. It's 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 just. I think they're just done and over it. I think. I also think LeBron's overplaying with AD as well. Something that nobody yeah, wants to talk so. about. I mean, because he's, so he's not the same guy that he was in the bubble. And LeBron's not thinking he – LeBron's like, this not the same dude. Like, you're not as right. dominant as I thought you were. Like, he got – AD's showing 
AD showing to me he's not a top ten player. And that's how I've been feeling. You say top ten. You got it. You said I said he not top five, but you might be right. He not he probably might not be top ten. I think on a good night, I think so here's the thing, right? You have a lot of players on a good night have like a top ten performance, right? Like like Seth Curry. We know he's not Seth Curry. Right. But on a good night, Seth might get hot and shoot the lights out the building, right? Correct. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen that happens once every 15, 20 games for him. Right. AD has that happen once, maybe every five or six games. So it's more, it's, it's, he has that night where he flashes more consistently, but it's not enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, so you flash like that two or three times a month, but then the other 20 games, you're mediocre. You're not top 10 to me anymore. I don't care if you drop 30 and 15 and and but you only do that once every about 10 games you know what I mean and I'm sick of it he always on the floor always on the ground like he he don't stay on the ground well, we knew he wasn't we knew he was injury prone though from New Orleans though I know so. that, I know that but at the same time it's like bro like stop landing on the ground just stay on your feet yeah. And then I say I agree with you. I think folks are just kind of they've kind of they met the because it's all old folks. I mean, you know, you got two young people and then like twelve old folks on the team. The rest of them mellowing and mellow, they mellowing it in now. Yeah, I think they should. I think they should. I don't think they should even get. You know, I don't think they should even try they, to get class to play in game. I, I they may not make playoffs. They may not. I don't think they make the playoffs. To be honest. And then I think eight, I, and I'm gonna tell you another reason why LeBron's probably so upset. And then I'll, I'm probably have to go after this, but uh, he exerted so he's exerted so much of himself this year to keep them above water, and it still might not be enough. And because he's he's running out of juice, you know what I mean? He's getting injured more, and 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 at this point. Next next season, he probably he might not give this much anymore, considering he ain't get the help. And it's weird talking about he ain't get the help when he got four possible Hall of Famers on his team, Which right? Is sad. And then people think I'm crazy right. when I say that. But he might shut it down until Bronny comes into the league. I'm not saying he ain't gonna go out there and lead and try. You know, I don't. I don't. He don't strike me as a type. He like he not gonna mail it in and do be averaging five and five or something, but he's not going to go this hard anymore until Ronnie comes into the league. I think so. And I also think that those things that he was saying at All-Star Weekend, he was really telling the truth. Like, don't don't let Cleveland go out the back of your head like he won't go back there. Right. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it, I said, just for, just for selling tickets alone, even if in two years he's not, even if in two years he's he's like, 17, 5, and 5, you still sign the second greatest player of all time and you sell tickets. Some right. people think the greatest player of all You know what I mean? So you still say, not only do we get either the first or second greatest player of all time, depending on who you talk to, now we're getting the first time we got a father-son duo playing. Money. Um, and and I think, I, 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 I really feel like Bron- Bronny's got one more growth spurt in him. And I think the way his dad is with him, I think he's going to be a, maybe not a superstar, but he's going to be a star in the league. Yeah, he's going to be a two-guard too. 
I think he's because you know his favorite player is Westbrook. That's why he wears zero. And I think I tell yeah, people all the change. time. He needs to, <laughs> need to change that. No, he but need to change that to job. <laughs> he needs to change that to Memphis. He you need to get a Memphis jersey. Oh, that's yeah. the guy you sent me. The John Moran is different. Yeah, you see that buzzer beater. Yeah, he's different. No, that I might be the. I don't care about the buzzer beater. I care about the. Dunk. Oh yeah, he posterized old boy. That was so he did fifty piece. That was nasty. He he shot from the logo. He stepped Curry in it. He posterized a power forward. But that might be the that that is playground buzzer beater type stuff. Right. That might be the best buzzer buzzer beater in the history of basketball. And to think that that man wouldn't have even went to college if a coach wouldn't have mistakenly went to the wrong gym. Right. Just I've think been about big that. on him. I've been big on him and his energy since he came out. But he is he's he's got like that that Kobe feel to him. You know what I mean? Like he's I a, hate to say that because of how you know we are what we think of how revered Kobe is. But y'all like the next Kobe, man. And he's, he's got, got that, that killer instinct too. Man, he just how many years he been in the league now? This year two. This year two. This year two. If you, I don't know if you saw it, Jay. I'm telling you. I watched what you they said. Threw a, okay. I don't yeah. know because it was on the last clip. That it was, yeah, it was like going out of bounds. Yeah. Full yeah. court pass. A full court pass. He catches it, sliding out of bounds. Yeah. And hits the game with it. That's, that's, that's some, that's amazing. Oh, I didn't realize that. that was a game winner. I just thought it was like yeah. under the quarter. No. That was the no. game winning shot. <laughs> yes. And he dropped 50. Yeah. And he uh, dropped 50. That's like, Jaja. We he, call, he don't even get called his whole name. It's just Jaja. That's Jaja. Yeah. Mamba mentality. He's the next Kobe Bryant, hands down. Like He's a blend. I don't know. He's a blend of Kobe and prime Derrick Rose. Oh, man. With some AI mix in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like It's crazy. Uh, he did. He's so he, good. Chris, and he's like a good person, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Did you see Chris Paul say, oh, my God, he did the little sham guy fake pass with the left hand. Chris Paul said he can't do that. Right. Jeez. Yeah. So, y'all something else, man. Yeah, he is. It was, it's, it's crazy. So, but I'm going to let y'all wrap it up, man. I got to get um, I gotta get some rest. I'm, I didn't talk too much. So. <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> you get some rest, dog. All right, Sam. Wow, All you, right, man. man. Y'all be good. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Now we're just going to let Jay go in on this baseball, man. Well, man, listen, I'd be mad about it one way or the other. But uh, this year, uh, there's no secret if you know me, I'm a big, my whole family is huge New York Mets fan. My son's taken to the Mets. And this year they go out and get arguably the best one-two in baseball with uh, Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. And now they're postponing the season. And my son, like seeing my son upset about it, has got me pissed off. You know, seeing my son say, ah, oh, damn, we're going to go spring training? Well, spring training might not happen, buddy. Well, what do you mean? Then I, like he started learning about it, looking into it. I can't tell you why they're arguing the two sides. It don't matter to me. You guys got you guys make too much damn money, you owners and you baseball players. And and I'm a 
Now, you're the basketball guy, Lance. So right. I don't know when it comes to guaranteed contracts and stuff like that, but in baseball, if you get a hangnail and you got to sit out for three weeks, you get paid. Yeah. You know, if you pull your hamstring and you can't play the rest of the season, you, you get, get paid. paid. This ain't football. You get paid. You get paid. In basketball? Yeah. But not in football. Yes, you do. If you sign a cut, they can cut you. They could cut you, then you ain't getting paid. They still have to pay your percentage, but not all of it. Okay. In baseball, you get 100%. If you sign a $200 million contract and you get hurt and you don't play another another inning, you get your $200 million. Right. So I, I can't fathom what – and I'm always going to be on the side of the players. Right. Uh, opposed to ownership in any league. But it just comes a point where – you know, Russia's but <laughs> Russia's at war with Ukraine. Like, what are you guys so upset about right. on both sides? Did y'all have to postpone the first two series of the season? That's sad because you can't come to an agreement, and you got families that hiding in their basements and stuff, scared a nuclear attack's going to happen on their country. You got people in this country worried about the draft. Yeah. And you guys are worried about what? Who's going to make the next million? I just, I got a problem with that. I wanted to say it tonight because, you know, like I said, I'm not up on it on why they're beefing. I know this happened years ago uh, before Cole was born, I believe. And um, the strike season, as they refer to it. But, it just doesn't seem like there should be any any room for it on either side. Yeah. Why can't they work it out while they play? Well, <laughs> you know it comes I mean? down like, to doesn't isn't the baseball owner doesn't he have a little more power than like any other sport? Like because yeah. it's just one guy, right? It's not like a bunch of different different people that have different you know like what? rules and stuff like that. He can kind of do whatever he wants. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no order. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is the order. Like, he can say what he wants. He yeah, can do what he wants. Yeah, but the baseball players, I mean, they got a pretty good gig. You know what I mean? Like, they do. It's like no other, but at the same time, at the top, it's different. Yeah. It's more rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's more rules than other sports. Not there. He can just say whatever that, whatever he says goes. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I just look at it like, you know, what? If you if you're looking at the teachers union, let's just use that because I think that's one of the the professions that's way way underpaid. You know, if the teachers unions got some beef about salaries and this that or the other, or pairs not getting what they should get, they don't. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing. But you know what? It seems like they always still work. Yeah, they always still work, and then they work it out somewhat. You know, there's not a in well, and part of that is laws about whether you can strike or not strike. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on the state that you're in, I just think it's very selfish and uh, first world problems. Like you know it, that yeah, it just we look greedy as owners, players, and the only person that hurts at the end of the day are kids like my son in different countries, the fans. The fans of the sport are the ones that, that end up suffering. 
Yeah. Now they'll end up going a few weeks into the season and that, but then we get an abbreviated season and we like as Mets fans, we, we miss out on seeing the best two pitchers in baseball or what they could do on a 162 game season. Kind of like going back to the other sports and, and, you know, you're looking at abbreviated things with our extra games in the NFL and records and, I don't know, man. It's just something I need to get off my chest today. You know what I mean? Like, that's the name of Chris's show, Off Your Chest. Um, <laughs> that's dope, man. That's yeah. dope. So, so, yeah, man. Shout out to the baseball player. <laughs> I'm on your side, but at the same time, y'all need to get back to work. Yeah, let's go. Let's start playing with it. Hey, man. Got another show on uh, the MCN Network, man. But well, you ain't got. I mean, you got anything else you want to talk about? Nah, man. We can go ahead and wrap it up. I'll right. see you guys in a uh, week and a half or so. Peace.